welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with my friend, Sean Bowles. Sean, we're going to have an incredible conversation today. Who are we speaking with? When we were down at TVN, you and I got to meet the producer of The Praise Show, which is Felicia Lagone. And she's so amazing. She has such an incredible way that she manages behind the scenes. I've worked with a lot of producers. And there's something about the warmth, but also what she's going after. Like she's, you can feel it. Like she's driving something with a point in the spirit towards getting a certain message to her audience. She's super connected to the audience. Mm-hmm. And I was so impacted. And I thought, I want to hear the story of how she got there because this is a mature Christian who really is doing her job well. Yeah. And I've worked with her now, I think five to seven times over the last year. And every time I'm like, it's one of my favorite places to be produced because she gives you feedback, but she's not just giving you feedback. So it's a good show. She's giving you feedback because she loves the people who are watching. And she really has a heart for them to get the right content out of the right people. Otherwise, it's not as connected as it could be. And so I wanted to have her on and I invited her. But let me read a little bit of her bio. I know you've already got to know her, Bob. But for everybody else, she is producer of Trinity Broadcasting Network's praise program. She engages in everything, the developing program proposals to studio and field producing. Since arriving at TV in 2016, which has been quite a while now, she has worked with prominent guests, including BBSCC Winans. I love them. Joe and Victoria Osteen. Bernice King, Erica Campbell, David and Tamla Mann, Robert Morris, it just keeps going on and on. And her journey really started in ministry with her encounter she had in South Africa, which we want to ask her about today, which sent her into full-time ministry. And she started out with Jack Hayford and their radio station on Church on the Way. And then she went into later, she moved to In Touch Ministries under Charles Stanley. And then she also worked shortly after that for Creflo Dollars Ministry as well, leading his Uh, production for his program, Changing Your World. So she has this rich, incredible background of production in the Christian world. And before that, she was in journalism. So I really can't wait to hear the story of how she went from mainstream journalism Mm -hmm. into more ministry-minded programming, because you could tell she's, she she could kick some butt, you know, so she could do whatever she wants, but God chose for her to be there. So I want to hear that story. And then also, I think a lot of our uh, listeners can, can relate because God is inviting so many people who've only been in a mainstream kind of career to do some crossover stuff. And I've been hearing people in the entertainment industry, people in the sports industries, people in business who are doing both. I was just talking to Jordan Rubin and Josh Jackson, how they have ancient nutrition, their company, which many of our listeners have probably heard of before because we've not only featured them, but people use that product. It's a very well-known, uh, well-branded product. But at the same time, they're doing a product now with TBN because they feel like there's something about Christians who are early adopters to health and nutrition and there's some products that they have that they just know is right for uh, a, an audience that is like primed for it right now. And before, like 10 years ago, if you asked them what they do that, they would have said, no way. We would have never done a Christian type of product line. No way. But there's something in the air right now over what God's doing where he's allowing people to have presence in all kinds of places that maybe didn't fit before. It's so interesting because when I met Felicia, Sean, she was the nicest person. I didn't know she was the producer. She yeah. was like, can, can I help you with this? Can I help you with that? Do you need anything? And she was so nice to my wife and I. And we just thought, what a nice lady. And then all of a sudden she was in charge. <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> so she like, are you coffee. serving me coffee or are you the boss? She has this hospitality side yeah. of her that's, that's, that's so inviting. But then when, you know, we got on set, 
she was uh, this command presence. So yeah. I can't wait for uh, our listeners to hear her. Well, I can't wait for our listeners to hear this. And up next, for you guys, we've curated this conversation just for you with Felicia Lagone. Hey, my fellow explorers. We have a brand new book out. And if you've ever been given a word that you're a Joseph, an Esther, a Solomon, or a Daniel, you need to learn how to hear God the way that they did. You need to have that place inside of you that connects to God, that can believe for his solutions on the world today and for his problem solving ability, his wisdom, his strategy. And so we've written this book called Wired to Hear, and it's connecting God's voice to your career and place of influence. You are gonna love this book. I wanna encourage you to get it today. My friend Bob Hassan, who does Exploring the Marketplace with me and myself, wrote this to take you on a journey of how to succeed in your place of career with God's voice and with connection to Him. Visit Bowles Ministries today and look up Wired to Hear or go to any bookstore you know and you should be able to find Wired to Hear. But get it, review it, and share it with someone else. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with Sean Bowles. Sean, how are you? I'm doing great. And I'm so glad Felicia, you're here with us. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. And the last time we were with you, Bob and I were at TBN at the studios and you were producing the segment we were on. Exactly. And it was so fun. Yes. And now the tables have turned. So right. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I was out of my comfort zone then. And now <laughs> here you are. <laughs> but Bob, you did a great job. You really, you, you handled yourself like you've been doing this for years. And we were really pleased with. I know, agree. You guys put him on TikTok and he he shined on TikTok. I was like, Bob, you're TikTok famous now. Just Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We have to do it again. <laughs> okay, sure. we'll do it again. Okay. Well, we're going to hear some of your story today. And wow. I think it's so interesting because we've worked together now several times at TBN. And I just, I, I love your, just your, the way you carry the culture of just honoring people, connecting to people. And I could tell, like you could tell when you work with different producers, People, it's just a job and people who are in it because Jesus. And I, I was like, I have to interview you. Or I, I need to hear from you. And then I was like, can Bob and I interview you on our podcast? And thank God you said yes. So we get to hear some of your story. Give us kind of a bird's eye view though of what you do and what your career is like right now. Yeah, well, as you said, I'm a producer for Trinity Broadcasting Network. And um, I'm primarily focused in the California area. But my primary job is to find great content. Um, to put on the program and to produce shows. And so I work for the Praise Program on TBN, which is a one-hour talk show. And we do all kinds of varieties of shows, you know, anything from music to talk. Um, And so our primary goal is to find in, uh, information that's going to minister to the souls of people. I look at us like- Five days a week. Yeah, it's yeah. It's actually uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, you'll find praise wow. on, uh huh. And um, you know, for us, it is it's critical. It's a mission field. It really is. Mm-hmm. We're, what we're looking to do is we're looking to minister to souls. I think of us as um, as a hospital. And we're providing that medicine that people so desperately need for their lives. You know, especially today, you know, we're going through COVID. We're going through a lot of um, really tough situations and people are suffering. I read a stat the other day about how many people are out of work, you know, even though the employment rate is still a little better, but a lot of people are still struggling to make it. You know, I mean, think about that. You've got a family to feed and you're trying to figure out where's God in all of this. And so, you know, when we see what's going on in our world, we are so concerned that we 
make sure that we put information on and we give people the information that they need to get through their days. So that's our mission um, at TBN. And as a producer, I'm looking for content, medicine that's going to feed yeah. souls. Mm. Well, and I think it's interesting for people who are listening to know, like, this is the top Christian uh, network in the world. Mm -hmm. And this is the staple show. This is kind of the show that's been around for decades yes. on the show. And, and to hear you, this is like the heartbeat of where God had to raise you up, take you through a journey to get to the place where you're like, we're actually feeding society because probably mm -hmm. the majority of the Christian world knows what TBN is. And there's a percentage of the Christian world that listens or participates somehow with TBN. And so it's a big deal. Like you're in a position, it's kind of a gatekeeper, so to speak, position of like yeah. opening the gates for what God wants to say to the larger body of Christ. And there's a lot of people who aren't saved who find themselves watching mm -hmm. TV as well. We do a lot of, I think every time I'm there, I've been there five times last year. Uh, we do like an altar call almost every time on, because you guys see so much salvation through these programs that are pretty mature a lot of times in their content. And then all of a sudden you'll do an altar call and, and you get reports from the prayer teams that people are getting saved like consistently. Oh, yes. You know, the, the field is ripe right now. Again, when people are suffering, their ears are wide open. Yeah. They're looking for answers. They're looking for healing. And so when you look at our ratings right now, our ratings have been much higher during the whole period of COVID because people are searching, they're hurting, yeah. they're needing something to fill them. And so, and we're... Uh, I just thank God that he put us in a position to have this platform to be right in the position, ready to be able to feed them, to medicate yeah. them, to give them hope through Christ. So again, that's what our mission is. And we're grateful to be able to do that. I love Felicia, that. <clears throat> Felicia, um, what would you say are your strong suits, your talents, your wheelhouse um, within your, your project? I know that <clears throat> you're a collaborator. I know that you make people feel good, but it, like in your business, what do you, what do you think you're the best at? What makes you set yourself apart? Well, you know, I'm a hunter, you know, I, I hunt for information. <laughs> I do. I hunt for people. I, I hunt for information. I hunt mm -hmm. for answers. Um, I look at my own life and, you know, the areas where I struggle and I think about what I need every day. When I turn on that television, I want to make sure I'm getting something I can walk away with, mm -hmm. you know, something that I can apply in my day. I need meat, not milk. And yeah. so, you know, as a producer, you know, one of my things is I need to just keep searching until I find that meat that people need for their day. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing I would say is just commu communicating with people. I mean, I mm -hmm. really love talking with people. I love yeah. interviewing people. I really do because I love learning about their lives. People have so much to offer. They have so, so much information. Mm -hmm. And when you start to listen to what God has done in people's lives, you know, you end up getting blessed. Even as a producer working behind the scenes, I'm getting ministered to every single day. Every time I ask somebody to tell me their testimony, I get a blessing out of that. Every time I listen to a message, you know, I'm looking for maybe an excerpt that I can share with the audience, I'm getting blessed. And so it's it's a beautiful opportunity to have. It's a major platform and it's a major responsibility, but it is also a great blessing. When you were young, um, were you a hunter, as you say in your own words? <laughs> I mean, I, I can tell you're curious about people, but when did this develop? When did God develop this in you? 
Um, certainly not when I was young. I had no clue when I was young, but mm-hmm. it, it really started when I got to ministry. I mean, things changed. My perspective changed. What was mm-hmm. important changed. Everything mm-hmm. changed when I got into ministry. Uh, and so it, it's kind of like God gives you a call. And then what he does is he equips you to handle the call. And mm-hmm. he even changes your mindset so that you can, you know, really follow through with that call and make sure that you are focused in the area where you need to be focused. Mm -hmm. So I would say that the minute that I started in ministry, that sense began to develop over time. Well, then we have to ask, how did you get into ministry? Like, tell us that story. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, um, it it really kind of all started when I was um, working. I was actually, I started in secular, you know, in the secular industry and I was in journalism and, you know, my greatest hope was just to be an anchor, you know, reporting the news. And I just thought I will have lived once I I do that. But I happened to have been on a mission trip in South Africa and um, I was with a, a music team and we were ministering and I was having my quiet time at just about, it was just before we were getting ready to go on stage and to minister to a group of people. And all of a sudden I felt the presence of the Lord. It was just this, mm. it was like Jesus entered the room yeah. and he and I just sat there. And in that instant, I had a, a sudden knowing that I was called to full-time ministry. Wow. And I knew this was not for me because I had no desire <laughs> to come to ministry, no desire whatsoever. I, you know, I thought that was a default position that people, you know, <laughs> kind of yeah. fell into when they didn't plan. And so, you know, I was a planner, I was a go-getter, and you know, I had these big plans for my life, and that certainly wasn't my idea of making it. And Did so I just have one question. Did you, when you thought of ministry, was there a moment that you wrestled with, I'm going to be some sort of pastor? Or did you actually go, there's another way of ministry? Did you know there was other ways of ministry? You know, I didn't even think. I just thought of myself just being in an office, you know, kind of confined in an office, um, just, you know, having to to just work with other people who were in ministry. Yeah. And I just thought I would be bored out of my mind and I wouldn't be stimulated and all that stuff. And, and what happened was um, six months after that call, I lost my job. Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, I had been, you know, doing fine. I'd always survived layoffs and stuff, which were common, you know, back then um, in that field. Um, I'd always survived them. But six months after that call, I got chopped. And so one position opened up and it was a a part-time position in the area of ministry. And I wrestled with the Lord. I said, Lord, I can't even afford to work here. (laughs) As many of us have thought who've done it. It just, you know, the numbers just don't compute. You know, I mean, I'd love to help you, but I cannot do it at this time. And so there was a (laughs) wrestling that happened and but a wooing from the Lord that never stopped. He was like, a, it was like a nagging sense that I want you here. I'm calling you. Will you say yes? And this was not over an overnight decision. After a while, I just couldn't resist him anymore. And I mm-hmm. finally just gave in and I accepted that position. And, you know, the Lord had communicated. There were some other things that also some other opportunities that come my way. And at, at that time, the Lord was wooing me so much. I knew that he was 
calling me to make a choice because he didn't want to force me to follow him. He wanted yeah. me to choose him. Mm, and so I finally made the choice and I said, okay, Lord, I'll do it. And I, I took that position. It was a position at um, working at um, the church on the way, which was uh, under the direction of Jack Hayford at the time oh, in Jack. California. Yeah. yeah. And this was just a part-time position and, and I took it and every month all of the bills were paid and there was money left over. Even after I did all my numbers and thought the numbers just don't check, somehow God made it work. And a few months in, they ended up starting their own radio station, their very first radio station. Yeah. And they needed a producer. And guess who was right there? And so isn't that interesting? I want to say this for one of the themes that we've had on this this show so much is that. If you want a God life, a God result in your life, you have to have a God process. And you're talking about that moment of surrender. And I feel like so many of our listeners can relate to like when they surrendered, how they thought it was going to happen and how they were going to go in their long-term career, Mm -hmm. especially when you look long-term, it's like, you look at these little opportunities, you're like, "Uh -uh. uh-uh, no, this has not worked. Either the finances or even the significance of it isn't what you want. Yeah, And yet when you said yes, that's what actually opened the door into production. And I think it's so beautiful that you made that surrender and that you were in tune enough to say, God's inviting me into it. He's not Mm -hmm. forcing me. Cause that's like, that's part of the part I think where people miss it sometimes where they're like, well, if God's not going to make me do it, I'm not going to do it versus Mm. no, God's never going to make you do what he has for you. He's always going to invite you into it. So I just wanted to kind of interject there because I feel like your story just told probably 10,000 people's stories who are listening. We're going, I see myself in that, but maybe it's not ministry. Maybe it's to start a small business or to be in a career that you yes. weren't thinking of before. But keep yes. going. I didn't mean to stop us there. So you were producing for the radio station. And that's that was like where it started. That's where it all started. And, and that just quadrupled into so many different things. But, you know, basically, um, I just began um, hosting uh Programs. These were one-hour shows, uh, announcing, writing, editing, and um, you know, just doing a bunch of different things. But what was so interesting is, you know, when I when I was first thinking about going to ministry, you know, as I said before, I just thought that this is not the place for me. I just thought, you know, the yeah. people that work there would be very boring, and and no one would, you know, I want to hang around with intellectuals and <laughs> and stuff like that. And I've I. I found that I was connected with some of the brightest people I'd ever met and some of the most talented people that I had ever met. And the other thing was that I developed a sense of fulfillment that I never got in the secular industry. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, you know, when I was in journalism, I remember reaching this point, you know, because, you know, you work so hard in college, you know, and you just put it all out there and you just think I'm going to get to the top and, and, and do this and do that. And when I got to the point where I wanted to get, I said, Lord, is this it? Wow. Oh, my gosh. What have I been working for all this time? This can't be it. Yeah. And I got so scared that what I was doing was nothing fulfilling. You know, it was not at all fulfilling to me. And I had all my life left, you know, worked so hard. What in the world was I going to do with the rest of it? And little did I know when I got to ministry for the first time, I felt completely fulfilled and that the work that I was doing was actually meaningful. 
You see wow. what I mean? Yeah. It, it made such a difference. All the things that I was searching for is in the direction where he was pulling me and wooing me, not in the direction where I was heading. All he needed me to do is just say yes. That's so good. Wow. I think of, you know, for me getting into Christian media, it's the last media I wanted to get into. <laughs> I, you know, growing up, I thought I would be in the entertainment industry my whole life. And then all of a sudden oh. when we started, you know, I, I grew up around it with all my friends and stuff. When we started any kind of media, I mean, it, Christian media was sort of easy to get into for me when we started. Cause it was like already connected to a lot of the people. And I said, Hey, we're probably going to try and host this or do this. And they're all like, here, give us your content. And I thought, Oh no, that's not where I want to go. Cause I don't know. Like, and I worked on some hosting on some mainstream programs and I was like, I don't like this. Like, this is all just to me, it's a ladder you're going to have to climb. And I don't like that. I don't even like this. Like, and then I would do something and, you know, for the, the side that I felt like God was calling me to that I would have never chosen myself. And I thought, wow, there's fulfillment here that I couldn't have brought myself through my idealism. Oh. It's really interesting because I feel like it doesn't have to be the the Christian mainstream conversation. It could be anything you're doing. Yes. You find yourself in maybe a different form of it that you chose that may not be God's direction. And then all of a sudden you get into God's direction. You're like, okay, look what the Lord's done. You know, this is it. He's done it. I didn't do it. I just said, yes. And I think that's so beautiful. That is part of your story that way, because we can tell being around you, you're highly talented and gifted. You're just, you know, when I work with you, you just you just have that edge to you that you could be anywhere and be successful. You just have that feeling about the your team around you, everybody around you, just everyone just so respects you and your again the atmosphere you set, the friendliness. You are on a learner's journey. You'll come. We'll, you know, we'll be in between segments, and you run up and you're like, "We need the actionable points. <laughs> Where are we going?" You know, but you're there. You're like, and so that can translate anywhere. But the fact that God is spending your life and investing your life this way, I think, is so beautiful because it's so intentional on your mm-hmm. part and responding to God. And I feel like that's part of, you know, exploring the marketplace is we want to go on this journey with our listeners is do what you're doing with intentionality of God and yourself. Like where there's, there's a partnership and it doesn't have to be, again, it's not the Christian secular conversation at all because half my friends are more in the entertainment industry and they're loving it. They're doing, they're doing it with Jesus. I just happen to be sent to the inter- Christian entertainment industry for the majority of my time right now. <laughs> Didn't think that was going to happen, but I'm enjoying it. But, you know, Bob and I um, really respect this this conversation. Where do you want to go, Bob? I, I can see in your eyes. Well, Felicia, I, I just think for our, you said some things that are very profound. The first was that God was waiting for you to follow him. Yes. He wasn't forcing you into anything. And the second is that, to me, you found your calling. And it, and it, and for our listeners, we, we get lots of questions about, I, I'm here and I think I want to go there. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Or I'm in this dead end position and I, and I think that there's got to be grass greener on the other side. And, and so we, we hear that a lot from our listeners. Yeah. And I'd love for you to just encourage our listeners like where they are now and where, where they could go whether it's staying in the same job or asking God like you did and then, and then struggling with him. I think our listeners, just if you could just give us a little bit more on that, it'd be great. Yeah. You know, it is so important to know why on earth you were born. Mm-hmm. Why are you here? And I think that's a question we all want to know. And I really struggled with that question. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, years ago because I was such a driven person. I mean, I've never been one to just float like a leaf to just float in the wind, you know, wherever the wind just takes me. I want to know where I'm going. I want to know what is my purpose, you know? Um, And so I prayed and I asked God, Lord, please tell me, why am I born? Why am I here? And I had gotten to a point in my life where I was just so unsatisfied, you know? Uh, And this was before I actually started working in ministry. And I was so unsatisfied with life and nothing just made sense. And I just didn't seem to be doing well at anything. You know, it seemed like everything my hands touched just fell to pieces and I couldn't understand it. And I got so frustrated one day and I said, that's it, Lord, we need to talk. I'll meet you at the lake. (laughs) And I used to like to go to, to kind of walk around. It's just peaceful and and everything. And so I went to that lake. And I said, you know, I poured my heart out to him. I said, I am so tired of life. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. And I'm tired of the other thing. Either use me or take me home. Wow. I was waiting to be lifted like Lazarus. (laughs) He wouldn't take me. And so instead, he gave me a vision. And that was a vision that was for my life. Oh, wow. And he showed me how he wanted to use me. And when he did that, Everything that I had gone through that worked and didn't work suddenly made sense. I saw how all the pieces were adding up to where he was taking me. And I was like, oh, that's it. Thank you, Lord. Now I can live with purpose. Now I can make decisions with purpose. Now I can have some kind of a focus. Now, if things are not quite going well, I don't have to even worry about it because I know where the where the last chapter ends. And so I want to encourage you to not give up and also know that this is a process. You know, we want microwave answers from God. And sometimes you have to wait a little bit. It didn't happen overnight. It really didn't. Right. I'll tell you, I want to tell you another story about waiting on God for answers, because um, I just want to show you how he tends to work. And sometimes those answers are instantaneously uh, are instantaneous, but many times they're not. And we just have to be willing to wait for his timing. But I had been working, you know, on the uh, West Coast for a little while. I was away from family. And I was starting to miss my family. You know, I'm in ministry. I'm where I'm called. And I know God called me here. You know, there's no question about it. But my family's on the East Coast. And I'm starting to miss things that I won't ever get back. It's just me out here. God, I really want to be closer to my family. Will you give me permission to move back home? And that answer didn't come overnight. I waited. And I waited and I prayed many times. I waited three years. Wow. Three years for God to answer. And I waited because I knew that I was called where I was and I didn't want to step outside of his will. I knew that would be equivalent to death. So I waited for him. And so when he gave me that answer, he started giving me, one of the things I asked for is when you give me your uh, answer, Please confirm it because, again, I don't want to make a mistake. I've suffered enough in life. Mm -hmm. I don't want to bring more suffering on myself. And so please confirm it in a bunch of different ways. And the time came after this three years that um, I was sensing him saying that this 
you know, giving me the green light. It's time to go. It's okay to go. But again, I wanted to be sure. And um, one day I was just walking by the break room where I worked at the time. Uh, and I had been saying to God all along, I was like, I just, I just don't, you know, I'm a little fearful of making a move right now. I'm, I'm feeling like you're giving me the green light, but I'm fearful because, you know, I'm established here. I will have to start mm -hmm. over, you know, wh where do we start? You know, um, where would I find work? This field is not easy to find work. I mean, it's one of the most difficult fields, you know, to break into totally different place. I've got no connections there. Lord, what would I ever do? <laughs> and, um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm sensing it's time to go make the, move, wow. make the move. And I walked past a break room and inside that break room was a little, kind of like a little devotional and it was open to a particular scripture. And it was in Hebrews 11, and it said, Abraham <laughs> was called. He, he rose up early in the morning and went, not knowing where he was going. Mm -hmm. And what that scripture was saying is he didn't hesitate, and he went blindfolded. Wow. All he needed to know was that he was called. Mm -hmm. And so once I got that green light, I said, okay, that's it. I will go ahead and put in my resignation. I, the day that I put in my resignation, it was maybe hours or so after that, my boss happens to be on the phone with someone. And by the way, I wanted to move to uh, Atlanta, Georgia, where my family was at the time. So my boss happens to be on the phone he see, and with somebody, he comes to me and gives me a little note. And he says, I was just on the phone with you know someone who worked for this ministry in Atlanta, Georgia. And he says, we got to talking about you. He says, I really think you ought to give them a call. <laughs> a name oh, Jesus. and a number. And wow. I was like, I don't know these people. I don't know them really well. And I don't want to just work anywhere. So I just left it there. And I said, you know, mm, we'll see. And it happened to be Charles Stanley's ministry. And I wasn't <laughs> familiar with them at the time. And so... Um, I would just be walking somewhere and I'd pass somebody or I'd ask my boss, I said, please don't say anything to anybody. I don't want to be, this to be a big fanfare. I just want to do this quietly. And um, I happened to be walking and somebody passed me and they would say, hey, Felicia, I heard you were moving to Atlanta. You know, there's this ministry out there. You need to check this one out. What's this, what's this guy's name? I think it's Charles Stanley. Wow. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And I'd keep it moving right. and I'd be in an elevator and there'd be someone else who would uh, notice me and say, Hey, Felicia, I heard you were moving. <laughs> Have you heard of, um, what's his name? Um, Charles Stanley. You want to check out that ministry? This is where the Holy Spirit haunts us more than any spirit. <laughs> oh my goodness. You are not kidding. When you say it's like, that. It's like, you want to hear about haunting? I'll tell you. I'm telling story. you, I, listen, over and over again. I don't know how many times that wow. happened. That someone said that. I'm like, how do these people even, I don't even know these people that well. I haven't talked to them. How do they even know? And that what is making them drive me? It happened so many times that I said, okay, wait a minute. I need to pick up that note and see who it was that my mm -hmm. boss gave me. And so I called that number. And certainly, of course, it was Charles Stanley's ministry. 
And at the time, they happened to have nine positions open, one of which did exactly what I was doing. Oh, wow. And so, you know, we talked for a little bit. And my plan, which I had not discussed with anybody, was to, on the way to Atlanta, I was going to stop at um, a conference. This is a national conference that we have every year, the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. I thought I'll network there a little bit, you know, and just see what I see. And so um, after I had called this particular person, um, we talked a little bit and we talked about that position that they happened to have open. And they said, by the way, you wouldn't happen to be going to NRB, would you? I thought, uh, yeah, I am going to NRB, by the way. And they said, okay, would you like to meet at NRB? I said, well, sure, let's do it. So we ended up having our first meeting there. Wow. And um, <laughs> two months later, I was working for Charles Stanley. Oh. I never even had to look for work. My sister also had said to me, come live with us. Don't worry about anything. We'll take care of you. So every single need was met. And I got to kind of play for about a couple of months until it was time to start the job. Never had to look for work. And so what I say to the, to the folks who are just wondering, how do I find God's will for my life? It starts with God, you know, the yeah. will maker, so the will designer. And it just pressing into him, leaning into him and waiting for him, waiting to hear his voice and know that he speaks in so many different ways. Don't put him in a box. You'll never be able to keep him there. He'll speak in all different kinds of ways. He'll speak through people. He'll speak through scripture. He'll speak through circumstances. He'll he'll talk to the trees and make the trees cry out and and give you a message. But he will speak to you. Well, it's interesting, too, because you kind of shared even the struggle of it. And I think a lot of people in the initial time that God's speaking to them, it's a little rocky. It's it's like I'm learning this, how to have a relationship with you, almost like you're dating, yeah. like when you're dating yes. someone and you're like, is yes. this the forever thing? Is this going to work? Am I, did I communicate <laughs> correctly? And and but once you've matured in his voice, there's so much advantage mm-hmm. and trust and equity. And mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's the part where people don't get that vision for. But what does it look like? three or four decisions down the road where God's right. really interact with me. And now we're hearing your story of going to Charles Stanley ministry. And if we had time, we would keep hearing those stories because you're full of them mm-hmm. all the way into where, you know, when you start working with for TBN, there's this prophetic yeah. kind of journey that's happened the whole way. Yeah. And I think that that's what we're trying to get to Bob. And I really have a hunger for people mm-hmm. to hear yeah. journeys because you learn more sometimes through hearing a story like this than you'd ever hear or learn by hearing 10 messages on it. Like yeah. 10 messages are wonderful. We need those messages, yeah. but we need the story. And so you've done an awesome job yes. of giving us your story, Felicia. You know, Thank Sean, you so much. You know, Sean, before we close, what the thing that got me about her story is how joyful she is, but how she contended. Felicia, like the the, the perseverance that you showed yeah. and the patience to wait for the will of God and the fact that you contended all the way through just really ministers to me. And I think our listeners are just going to love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so glad. Well, we're so grateful to have you. We'd love to have a part two sometime. Yeah. And <laughs> okay. so you, you got to come back because I'd love to hear some of the current stories because TBN is going some directions that they've never gone before. You guys, I mean, I should say we, cause I'm part of it, but I mean, like, I mean, recently Carrie Underwood was doing a concert and Mike Huckabee has joined in Mike Rowe and there's some movies that are being pr- produced and some things that yes. have just never happened yes. in Christian yes. media before. There's so much crossover and I, I know you're right in the middle of it. 
And so we're excited to see where your career goes and how you bring us in the masses, the media that, that people are really hungry for versus things that maybe were just place, space fillers before. It's getting real purposeful. And it takes people who have that ability to hear from God to bring that purpose to us. So thanks even for the, you know, the, the role you play there because it's so valuable. Thank you. I feel so blessed to be where I am. And I'm so grateful that you had me on. This allowed me to share a little bit of what God's done in my life. And I'm happy to come back anytime you need me. Okay. Thanks so much, Felicia. Well, next, Bob, we have a segment where our listeners get to interact with us. Okay. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment, to upgrade everything we're doing, to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Well, welcome back, Sean. You and I um, have decided to talk about some books and some resources that have really, really impacted us. And for me, one of the seminal books uh, in my journey in business is Jim Collins' Good to Great. And what he does is he's talking about companies and businesses that why the, the uh, subtitle is why some companies make the leap and others don't. Yeah. So he's got all these amazing principles in this book. Um, if you're, if you're working in a job, if you're, if you're a, a leader, if you're a division manager, if you're in an executive team or a CEO anywhere, this book is just an amazing book. What's interesting is we did this as a church staff first. That's how we got introduced to it as a church mm-hmm. staff. Yeah. And one of our team leaders who was doing uh, consulting said, you guys need to do this as something that will help you think differently because you need a new mindset. And the problem with a lot of the people, and he addresses this, he actually researched so many different companies and why they didn't make that leap and breaks down what's wrong, like the, the mindset of what's mm-hmm. wrong. And then he, and he talks about here's the winning mindset. And it's really, it was so profound to me as someone who, you know, did a little bit of business and a lot of ministry at the time. I was like, I want, yeah, of course you want to be that person. You want the secret sauce, but it's a lot more practical than you think. Mm-hmm. And so when I read the book, I was like, oh, this actually has practical points that I can implement right now, which we did. We actually created an implementation plan with our consultant and said, let's actually implement some of these principles. And then some of the people said, I need to grow through the limitations that I have in my mindset based on some of the points that he made in the book. So I'm so glad that you brought this one up because it was one that was yeah. in the foundation of some of our, our journey yeah. that I think is great for everybody. I mean, one of the, the couple of things in this book stand out to me, one of them, he discusses level five leadership. 
Yeah. And one of his quotes in there, I'm, I'm going to misquote it, but he says, level five leaders look in the mirror at themselves instead mm-hmm. of looking out the window at others. <clears throat> Which is so what we talk about, because you're like always talking about the victim mindset. Of, yeah. And, you know. and then the thing that always cracks me up is he uses this metaphor of a bus. Like, how do you get a business going in the right direction? Well, first, you've got to get the bus going in the right direction and get the right <laughs> people in the right seats. And, you know, it's this whole funny thing, but it's so true. And so I think if our listeners want to read a good book, uh, Jim Collins, Good to Great is the one that you could, we recommend right now. It's timeless and it's a good one for your whole team. Or if you're still in college and you're going into business, read it because it's going to help you with your kind of retrain your mindset. All right. Well, Sean, that's all for today. Um, Thank you for listening and uh, listen to our next podcast coming up next week. And also go to our website and click on ask a question to Sean and Bob, or if you have recommendations for things that our listeners need to know about people just like you, make sure to email us at info at bullsministries.com and tell us things that we may not know about, or even if we don't know about them, things that are interesting to you and that are in the business sphere, the marketplace sphere, even groups and organizations that are available for people to be involved with today. We want to hear those from you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.